Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Peckville Assembly of God podcast. We're so glad you're here. Now, welcome Pastor Terry Drost with today's message. I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving as we know it. I'm thankful that we have, you know, Thursday for, uh, you know, Turkey Day and to give thanks and all that stuff, watch some football, have some great desserts. Uh, but, you know, how many know Thanksgiving is more than one day a week or a year, I should say, right? It's a lifestyle. And uh, I want to talk to you about that just from my heart today. Uh, There's so many examples of this biblically in the life of Jesus and in the Bible, certainly. But Luke 17, 11, the Bible says, as Jesus continued toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. I've been there. And uh, as he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master. Have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! Must have been Pentecostal. Amen? Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Uh, He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him. Everybody say, thanking thanking him. For what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. That's a big deal. We'll talk about that in a minute. And Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Here's the question. Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. For the blessing of your presence that is surely in this place today. We thank you, Lord, that every good and perfect gift does come down from our Father of heavenly lights. And I pray, Lord God, that as the psalmist said, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing unto you. Help us, Lord, to live lives as grateful people and not to take for granted, Lord, the gift of the day, the gift of life, God, and all of your blessings that you have so bountifully bestowed upon us. We ask your blessing now on this message in Jesus' precious name. All God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I want to say this about worship. You know, worship is expressing my love to God. Amen? What is worship? It's expressing my love to God. And so, you know, I want to say this to you. You may have come out of a family where I've had people say this, you know, in my family, we just didn't express love like that. And I would say to you, I understand that. I'm not asking everybody to be all a certain kind of way to express worship. But hear this, folks. You're you're part of a new family now. It's called the family of God. Amen. And so no matter what your, you know, background was, Maybe you're a more reserved, conservative people. Maybe you're a more, you know, passionate people. You know, I know some people, I meet them, they'll hug and kiss you like crazy. Amen. You know anybody like that? Amen. You know, other people is like, you know, especially men, they'll stand and say, what's up? <laughs> I mean, there's two ends of the spectrum there. But understand, this is about giving thanks to God. Amen. Not just this sermon, again, our lives. And in this story, like none other, I see this example where Jesus said, hey, listen, I healed a man of an incurable disease. Actually, 10 men, and only one came back. 
he said, where are the other nine? Right? How many of you like to hear the words thank you? Yeah. I was reading uh, this author this week, and he was saying that, you know, he really had a hard time with this because being thankful is the last of uh, the social graces that a child is taught. And actually the last that they catch. Um, You know, so... It's something like, and I have the data, I'm not going to read all this to you now, but like 25% of the time with a baby, my granddaughter, who was just with us away at the conference, if you say hi to her, she'll go like this. If she's really in a good mood, she'll go two hands. How many know she's Pentecostal, amen? Amen. (laughs) There you are. And then sometimes she'll even go, yeah. We were sitting on a plane yesterday and literally we're coming back, flying into Detroit, and she literally jumped down on the floor, crawled over, and jumped right up in my wife's lap. And we just love her so much, you know, grand, grandkids, right? And so, you know, but to say hi, it's about 25% of the time, they say. Um, to say bye is something like right around there, 20, 25%. You know, to say please. How many talk, want your kids to say please? You're teaching them, right? Or going, always say please, right? Um, even if you don't mean it, say please, right? Okay. But here's the one. Only 7% of the time do children say thank you. Folks, again, it's a given that we want to hear the words thank you, right? If you give a gift to somebody that you worked hard for, how many know that you, you like to be appreciated? You've seen the obvious parallel when it comes to the things of God. That God wants you to be appreciative too, just like me. He wants me to say thank you. Not just in my heart, well, you know I love you, Lord. No, with my mouth. Amen? Amen. And so here's the first point if you're a note taker like I am. Worship is giving thanks to God. Worship is giving thanks to God. Can you say praise God? Praise God? Amen. And so the Bible says, verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Let me ask you a question. Was that an appropriate response? Would you say that was a, agree that's appropriate response to shout, thank you? Praised be to God for even fall at the Lord's feet. You know, if you don't understand leprosy, leprosy uh, was an incurable disease. And once you were diagnosed with leprosy, you had to leave your family. You could never kiss your wife goodnight anymore. You could never kiss your children or hold them. You were banished to what they called leper colonies in those days. And so it's a horrible, incurable disease in the days of Jesus. They have cures for it now, but in those days, there was no known cure. And, you know, I could get into a lot of details about it, but you understand it literally is like your, your, your extremities are being eaten away, your ears, your, your, your mouth, your nose, your fingers, your toes. I mean, people have been, this has been documented, folks, when people sleep at night, they have no feeling. And in some of these poor places of the world, they, rats would come and literally chew their fingers off. And toes, with unbeknownst to them, until they would wake up in the morning and see fresh blood on the ground. So understand, this is a, this is a demonic disease. And Jesus was walking through the, the border of Galilee and Samaria, uh, Samaria. And he comes up to these Samaritan men. And they're like, Lord, have mercy on us. You know? And Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible said very clearly, the minute that they went, they were healed. But only one came back. It just it blows my mind. You would think that they would at least stop back to say thank you. Wouldn't you? Would you be thankful if you were healed of an incurable disease? Amen. Amen. So, so I just want to give you a couple of words about worship. And again, worship is 
giving thanks to God. When I was a kid growing up, you know, today we say, you know, we're going to eat a meal. We'll say, somebody, let's bless the food. And I understand when we bless it, you know, it's, it's a blessing. You know, Jesus took the bread. He always blessed it. Amen. That literally means sanctify. To bless means to sanctify it to our bodies before we eat it. But watch this. When I was a kid growing up, I don't know, some of you, maybe old timers remember this one. We used to say, okay, let's give thanks. Anybody raised like that? Before we ate that food, that sumptuous dinner, especially on a Sunday afternoon, and we're ready to dig in, they'd say, let's give thanks. So giving thanks is, is a form of worship. And I want to give you just a couple of Hebrew words. I think this will help uh, today to understand a little bit better what we're talking about. Um, there's, there's a couple words here that, uh, that uh, here's one. Uh, the first one is toda, toda, or tada, depending on how you pronounce that. That means a Thanksgiving choir. Isn't that good? How many of you like to see the choir up here worshiping God? Yeah, yeah, they're coming back. So those of you who raised your hand, we already got a picture. We signed you up for Christmas. All services. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. A Thanksgiving choir. That's what Toda means. Here's another one. Barak. Barak means to kneel humbly before the Lord Most High. To kneel humbly. Amen. Here's another one. Halal. That means to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. Somebody like that one, don't you? <laughs> Clamorously foolish means it's a form of giving thanks to God. Uh, it's where we actually get the word hallelujah from. Amen? Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. I can even say it in Spanish. Are you ready? Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what halal means, Okay. Uh, it's literally what it means to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. And then here's another one Yadal. It means to give thanks, watch this, with extended hands. Ooh, I thought that was only the Assemblies of God Church that did that up on that hill. Those people are crazy. No, this is in your Bible. Everybody look this way. Oh, they don't do it where I come from. Well, read your Bible. Understand the original. That's what I'm giving you this morning. Amen? Yeah, everybody got it? Let's just raise our hands just for a minute, just to say you understand what I'm saying. All right, some of you are like, no comprende. Okay. <laughs> this means raise your hands. Amen? Okay. Can you say praise God? Yeah. Yeah. Yadal means to give thanks. David said that I would be the men would lift up holy hands in the sanctuary of my God. All through your Bible again and again and again about lifting hands in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Not just at a rock concert. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. Tamar means to give thanks. Watch this with a musical instrument. Isn't that awesome? I love to worship God on an instrument. It's, it's, it's a whole other dimension. You know, there's, how many know there's dimensions to worship? Okay, some of us probably shouldn't play an instrument. Amen? Some people have mastered the kazoo or the tambourine. Here's the last one. Shabbat. It means to give thanks with a loud tone. Everybody say loud tone. Yeah. And so did you notice that there's a theme of these seven Hebrew words? You notice there's a theme? You know what the theme is, anybody? Give thanks, that's right. Give thanks. Give thanks. Thanksgiving. Amen? And so there's a verse that we actually find the first four of these words in this verse. It says like this. Now, don't put it up there. Don't put the verse up because I want you guys to guess where it is. Enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And enter into His courts with praise. Anybody know where that's found? 
Be thankful to Him and bless His holy name. For the Lord is good and His mercy everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. That's Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5. So let's look at these words real quick. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. That's tada, choir. Thanksgiving choir. Here's the second one if you're taking notes. The second one is uh, tomorrow. That means enter His courts with praise. Everybody say praise. Praise. Yeah, that's to give thanks with praise. Uh, And here's another one. Um, Be thankful to Him. That's the third one. That's the third one. It says lifted hands, extended hands, yadal, okay? And then here's the last one. Bless, bless. Everybody say bless. His name. Yeah. And, and so that's the fourth one there. That's to give God praise with a loud tone. Amen? You hearing me what I'm saying this morning? So we give God praise. So enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Now let's go back to the beginning of Luke 17. I want to show you this before we're done. Doing all right out there? So a lot of people don't connect this verse of Luke, this chapter. And I want to say to you this about the Bible. I believe this will help some people here today. The Bible, up until about 400 years ago, never had numbers. Not the book of numbers, but never actually had chapters and verses. How many of you knew that? Yeah, so when they would say the book of this gospel of St. Luke, it was the whole book. What's happened is, we, you know, because of numbers, and, and, and it's awesome because we have a quick reference. But the, but the challenge with that is sometimes we only take bits and pieces and we think they're separate stories. I want to show you in this story how to receive a miracle in your life. How many of you need a miracle in your life this morning? Oh, wow. Look, at I think I got the right message here. Thank you, Lord. God can speak to you even when you're in South Florida. Amen. <laughs> Suffering for Jesus under a palm tree. Amen. <laughs> or at a conference, whatever. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says, look at Luke 17 and 1. Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that offenses should not come. Anybody ever been offended here? Only three of us. We'll pray for the rest of you. Amen. We'll have a big altar call at the end. Anybody ever been hurt before? Yeah, that's another word. Tempted is the old, old vernacular. But listen, it means it's, Jesus said it's impossible for offenses not to come. So how many know the devil is the master of offenses? Oh, yes. He'll take the words that somebody said, even with good intentions, twist them before they hit your eardrum and tell you that the person is trying to harm you. Yeah, steal, kill, destroy. It's called the bait of Satan. I wish I had time to get into it, okay? So that's why Jesus said, it's impossible for offenses not to come. Absolutely impossible. He's speaking to the disciples now. And he said, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Jesus is preaching now to the disciples. That he should offend one of these little ones, speaking of children. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Everybody say, forgive him. him. Say, I must forgive him. him. Or her. Okay. And if he sins against you seven times, now say seven times, and seven times a day returns to you saying, I repent, you should still forgive him. Oh, now that's a challenge. Anybody have, that might take a little more faith? Yeah? Disciples had the same challenge as us on these purple seats today. Uh, because look at the next verse. He said, and the apostles said, Lord, uh, increase our faith. <laughs> Isn't that good? Increase our faith. And this is where we get. Jesus said, 
So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be plucked up by the roots and planted into the sea and it would obey you. Let me give you a second point here real quick. Unforgiveness blocks your miracle. Unforgiveness, unlike anything else I know, blocks your miracle. How many of you found that to be true? So I want to say this to somebody. Let it go. Let it go. Let them go. Who? The person that offended you. And you don't know what they did to me, Pastor. I don't know what they did, and I'm sorry they did it, but I promise you, unforgiveness is like drinking poison hoping the other person is going to get sick. It doesn't work. In fact, it causes more damage in the body of Christ than probably any other well-worn tool of the enemy. Unforgiveness. It's called an offense. The bait of Satan. And Satan dangles that bait in front of you. Just like we do when we go fishing. Are you hearing? There's a big old hook in there. And that's why Jesus in the King James called it tempted. It's impossible for people not to be tempted. What does that mean? It means people will be offended. But when you're offended, you've got to be quick to forgive. Not because Terry Dross said so, because Jesus Christ did. So that's called a command of Scripture. Amen? You must forgive. You must let them go. Amen. She's enjoying my preaching. Not my mom, my grandbaby. Amen. Praise God. You have to let them go. And Jesus was teaching. Imagine this. Imagine he's teaching. And the disciples, and he says, not only do you forgive them, and I could just see in my mind, I'm picturing he's being intense with them, right? He's an intense preacher. And he said, not only once, but if they repent and they come back and do it again seven times in that day, you still forgive them. You got it? And they're probably like, uh, okay, Lord, um, increase our faith. Amen? You think that's how it went? I believe that's how it went. Increase our, because what, what it says, increase our faith. Increase our faith. In other words, the level of faith I'm at now, I can't even do it. But Jesus actually corrects them. That's what I want to show you here. So unforgiveness blocks our miracle. Unforgiveness will block our miracle unlike anything else that I've ever seen before. Have you found this to be true? Here's the third or the second to last point. Miracles precede or produce gratitude. Amen? Miracles produce gratitude. And we see this in the life of one man, not ten, but one. Ten were healed, one came back and said, thank you. Look at verse 15 with me. Put verse 15 up on the screen if you got it. Luke 17, 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice. So a miracle will produce a spirit of gratitude. Amen? Can I tell you what the enemy tries to do, folks? He tries to get you and me to focus on what God hasn't done instead of being thankful for what God has done. Amen? Amen? We found this to be true. He tries to, he's a master, listen, in diversionary tactics. In other words, if somebody leaves a church, he wants us the rest of our life to agonize over that person and not thank God for the 25 people that just came into the fellowship. You see how that works? Trust me, I know what I'm saying here. Steal, kill, destroy. The good news is, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Amen? I've overcome the world. Praise God. Here comes my son and my future worship leader. Amen? My granddaughter. She loves to worship God. 
And so understand this, that miracles produce gratitude. When he was healed, he came back. Here's the last point I want to give you today. Obedience. Say, well, how do I get a miracle? Here it is. Obedience produces a miracle. It's better to obey, the Bible said, than to what? Oh man, some of you need to read this book. It's really good. It's called the Bible, B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Am I preaching the gospel? Yeah. So, obedience will produce a miracle more than anything else, including your faith. Mm, Verse 14. Put verse 14 up there. Verse 14. Everybody doing all right? You still with me? Or did you get distracted? Are you thinking about stuffing and gravy and cranberry sauce and who's going to win the second or first game of the football and how, long, how many of uh, the eight naps will I take on Thursday? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. We Americans, we're a funny bunch of people, aren't we? Aren't we funny people? You know, we, the things that, folks, trust me, I've been all over the world. The things that most people would kill for, we, we have in excess. Amen? And if we're not careful, listen, comfort is the killer of passion. God's not, you know, He's not concerned with your comfort level. He's more concerned with your character development. Amen? And that's why I'm saying obedience will produce miracles. And so, so Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And the minute they went, the miracle came. Amen? So how many of you have things to thank God for? Somebody just give me, I just want a couple people um, to give me one word of something you're thankful for. Go ahead, raise your hand. Family, health, faith, salvation. Only four thankful people out of all these. How many hundreds are here? Okay. <laughs> How many thankful? Here you go, Buffy. Family and home. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Just a couple more. Just one word. Something I'm thankful for. Go ahead in the back, sis. Heal the cancer. Jesus would say, where's the other nine? Well, you know, the doctor healed me. Well, if it wasn't for God, the doctor wouldn't have the ability to heal you, sir. I love doctors, but always give God the glory. Amen. Brian, what would you say? You're thankful for what? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Amen. Hannah? Grace. Aren't you thankful for grace? Sue? Healing. Sue was just healed, literally, of something she's battled for how many years? Two full years, and God healed her. Can you give God some praise, somebody in here? Give Him thanks, amen? Hallelujah. Mm. The same God that healed Sue and healed you, sis, in the back of cancer, I believe will heal that young girl that called in and said, please, I, I, I sense the anointing of God. Please ask the church to pray for me. Josephine Evans. Salvation. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for salvation? Amen? Sis, go ahead. Thankful for a car accident. We had a year and a half to go all the time. 
Thankful they were in a car accident a year and a half ago and God protected you. Amen. That's right. You see how this works, folks? We could have been doing two funerals here. Instead, a year and a half later, Basil and Roseanne Jane are sitting on the front row saying, thanks be unto God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. One more. Somebody else here. Please. Amen. God's perfect timing. Praise God. Amen? Praise God. Go ahead, Lynn. Lynn's like, I got one. I can't hold it in. I can't hold it in. That's why you got to come tonight. It's only one hour. I promise you. We'll give you lots of free pie, okay? It's amazing what you have to do to get people to come to church these days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell us. Every victory, every battle. Woo! Come on, somebody. Give God some thanks. Yeah. Mm. Worship team, come back. How about this? I'm thankful for God and His goodness. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm thankful for God's deliverance from adversity. I'm thankful for God's ultimate deliverance through salvation. Can you say praise God? God. How about God's provision? How about answers to prayers? How about this one? The power of the Holy Spirit to live a victorious Christian life. Amen? Are you thankful today? Or are you distracted by your problem? What's your focus? Because you get what you focus on. Amen? You can have what you say. So let me ask you this question one last time. Was this man's response an appropriate one? Incurable disease, leprosy. He comes back. The other nine go skipping through life. They go back to their families. They go on their. They live a you know a healthy life. Bible doesn't mention them a whole lot other than Jesus asked where they are. But let me ask you this question. So he comes back, he falls at the master's feet, he lifts his hands and says, thank you. Thanks be unto God. Amen. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of you listening and tag us on your social. Thanks again for joining us. We love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.